With Father's Day right around the corner, what do you give to the man who has everything? Easy. You give him an experience he'll never forget. You give him Omaha Steaks because a world-class dad deserves a world-class steak. The Father's Day experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to put a smile on the big guy's face this summer with hand-selected gift packages starting at just $89. Just go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout for an additional discount when you shop gourmet gift packages for Father's Day. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless variety, and endless value. Truly, they have perfected more than just steak. Your dad is guaranteed to love every bite. Go to omahasteaks.com, use the promo code BLUEWIRE to get an exclusive savings. Shop for unforgettable gifts that are guaranteed to make dad's day. Because if there's one thing that Omaha Steaks knows, it's the dads want steak. That's omahasteaks.com, promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to save on exclusive packages starting at just $89. Hello and welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast brought to you by WinBet. I'm Andrew Laird and joining me shortly will be Scott Jenstead as we talk about beating your friends in daily fantasy football. A few years ago, my season-long home league converted to a weekly DraftKings competition and we've never looked back. I highly recommend it for anyone who may be getting bored of their friends always ruining a draft with bonehead picks or others who just give up after a few weeks because injuries derailed their teams. Scott and I go into depth about why a weekly DFS contest is great for solving those issues, and then we discuss the different strategies that go into lineup building, as they're definitely different from your basic cash games or large field GPP strategies. Similar to the other DFS strategy pods that we've posted recently, this one was recorded last year, so while some players may have changed teams, the examples are still very applicable. And with that, let's jump in. Everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Scott Jensen. Join us always on Fridays by Andrew Laird. We are sponsored by Dynasty Owner. We thank them for that. Uh, we're going to be at you every Friday. This is the DFS version of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed the uh, the the, the uh, DFS strategy uh, podcast we've had over the last few weeks. We uh, played those from last year. Um, we thought they were really helpful, and we kind of wanted to uh, you know not be repetitive and, and play those. And hopefully, people enjoy those and learn some of those. But we are live for the first time in 2020. Andrew, before we start, how's everything with you? Family, life, everything all right? Everything, uh, everything's great, Scott. What, what could possibly not be great? Yeah, that's a good way to put it, right? Yeah, haven't left the house in six months, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Actually, did you grow a like a quarantine beard? Uh, no. Like, if I go like three or four days, it's kind of long time for me. But uh, we had a we had a rotowire like. If, call with everybody and i noticed that there were some impressive quarantine beards in the group there yeah what's funny is that uh you see you don't see them as often as i do since we do um zoom calls fairly regularly but that's actually right. just their regular that's not, oh. none of that was actually quarantine that's, <laughs> that's just beautiful. living in wisconsin so, i guess we're going to be talking about the 2020 season so uh most importantly does this mean i have to actually get over the super bowl now uh that super bowl feels like it was a hundred years ago doesn't it or do you it's think not? There's no way that was this year. Right. It's impossible. There's right. no way. Um, what's funny yeah. is we were uh, kind of casually talking about uh, Super Bowl odds and whatnot and who we think might go to the Super Bowl. And I was like, who was in the Super Bowl last year? Like I looked, I had to look it up and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, no. that was. I, uh, I, I did not have to look it up. Well, sure, sure. 
I still have I still have this little scar that itches at me every day, so I don't have to look anything up with that game. Yeah, the new season means, uh, yeah, that didn't happen. That's uh, that's Something beautiful. Like that. So uh, yeah, we're gonna be talking uh, DFS every week. Obviously, uh, you know this is the the, the one week we're in, we're not uh, a full slate of games yet. So we figured we'd talk some some preseason stuff, some DFS strategy a little bit. But obviously, starting next Friday, we'll be uh, we'll be breaking down the slates, going through every game, going through every player, and kind of uh, hoping to uh, help everybody win uh, win some cash. Whether you play cash games or GPPs or whatever you may do in the DFS world, um, hopefully we'll be uh, here to help you kind of uh, figure out find some good values figure out who to fade, all that kind of good stuff. But, uh, Andrew, I'm looking forward to it. It's been a while, and I'm, uh, you know, there was a while we weren't sure we were going to get a football season. Now it looks like it's, uh, you know, kind of a full go right now at least. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. What do you think the odds are they would they get the full season in? Man, I think they're going to try and push through really hard. I think there's going to be suspended games here and there. But uh, I don't know. I, if I had to put a percentage on it right now, I'd go like 62% that they that they play a full season. That's probably the reasonable number. Like, I think it's actually closer to 90. Oh, so you think they just push through no matter what? Yeah. And, and like, I don't even know if we'll see any, like, postponed games. It's just, like, so difficult to, like, reschedule football games, it feels like. That, like, how do you effectively do it? Because it's not like you can say, like, if a game is is supposed to be Sunday... Uh, one o'clock Eastern, and they there there's like a massive number of positive tests, and it's not like oh we'll just play Wednesday like you that's not long enough. But then like you can't really expect teams to play. I guess they get a early buy, and you play it that way. Uh, yeah. I don't know. And, I mean, that's the thing is baseball. Baseball tried that the first time with the with the Marlins with the you know we'll just wait one day and then play and it blew up. So right. I think that that. That model's been kind of blown out of the water. So I don't know what happens if Sunday morning, you know, they're doing the they're doing the COVID tests and they have a COVID inactive list. I don't know. It'll be interesting if, you know, two guys has positive, they just go on that list and they play the game or what they try and do. It's going to be uh, – I imagine there's a lot of people involved that don't really know how it's going to work until it actually happens once. Right. And it just seems like the NFL took the opinion of like, no, we're, it, we're the NFL, so it's not going to apply to us. And we're just – we just play. That's what we do. You got like, you got like seven teams that are going to have fans in the stands too. It's crazy. That, 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 broken down percentage but i mean jerry jones is talking about he's selling he's selling luxury suites right now he's trying to get people in that way he's talking about 50 percent capacity uh, i think the chiefs are at 20 or 15 or 20 percent capacity for their opening game it's uh it's going to be really interesting and it's going to be really interesting right away so it's uh, i'm, a, I'm a ho- obviously as a as a sports fan as someone who works in this world i'm very much hoping that it's a go but uh i think it's going to be uh, the first couple of weeks will be very very interesting yeah, I, th- I saw some of the responses the other day about how I think it was Goodell was saying that home field advantage basically doesn't exist in the NFL. And so, like, it didn't really matter um, in terms of the fans. I don't know if that was the context of it, but effectively he was saying home field doesn't matter. And I think people... Uh, uh, first of all, uh, okay. Sure, right. <laughs> I think people kind of misunderstand what home field advantage actually entails. Uh, and I think it's more like, oh, the fans are really crazy there, blah, blah, blah. And I think they completely ignore the fact that like the hardest part of playing on the road is the travel and 100%. like, like yeah, that's absolutely. the issue. So like if you're going to, uh, you know, if you're flying from New York to LA, uh, it has nothing to do with the, well, I guess that was a bad choice with the, I was gonna say the LA fans, but like, uh, if you're going to New York to Seattle, there's a, couple, there's a couple of Rams fans. That's true. That's true. Um, like Yes, the Seattle fans are great, but like that's not the reason why road games are so hard. It's because you're like traveling all the way and you're not at home and you're in a 
hotel, which I'm sure they're pampered plenty, but like, it's just not the same. And so like, that's really the issue. So the fact that like the idea that home field doesn't matter is crazy. It really is. I mean, just, and yeah, just getting off your schedule and having to do stuff in a different place. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to be said. There's a reason why teams win at home and it's not just because, right. you know, Seattle fans are really like, I mean that in Seattle, that's one Seattle, Kansas city, maybe those are places where it actually does impact a little bit. And, you know, you get momentum going and Mahomes makes a big, big play and all of a sudden you can feel it. But yeah, I mean the, the aspect of travel and everything that goes along with it is tough as someone who, well, someone who used to travel a lot, I haven't in a while, but, um, <laughs> That cross-country trip just takes a toll on it. It's hard to figure out why it is, and I get that they, these guys all travel you know, in a more luxurious fashion than I do, like you said, but uh, it still takes a lot out of you. It, it affects the body. It affects the internal clock, and when you're a, you're a professional athlete, you're, kind of a, you're so used to your schedule and your routine that uh, there's just no way. I mean, as you, as you become a veteran, I imagine you, you learn how to do it better and get used to it, but it's, uh, that, that's definitely the aspect of, of road games that I, that I factor in way more than how loud the crowd might be that day. Right, and it seems like the Lions always kind of appreciate that, you know, like when the Raiders at Jets, I remember, you know, for a one o'clock Eastern start, like that's a very early body clock game for those, for the Raiders. And so like, that's the difference. It's not rabid Jets fans. Well, plus traveling to play that Jets team is obviously a scary I mean, nobody, nobody ever wants to do that. You're right. Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, this the funny thing about this season though. we're talking about, you know, games and stuff is like, we do the DFS spot. This is the perfect season for DFS. Like if you are worried about canceling games, if you're worried about guys getting sick and, and you know, being inactive, if you're worried about games getting canceled, if you're worried about, we're going to know that stuff on Sunday morning. Um, this is a perfect season to play DFS. You play each week at a time. You can play as much or as little money as you want. You can pick any players you want. I, I think the NFL is built for DFS myself and I've shifted a lot of my focus over the few years. I still play season long. It's fun. And there's a lot of comp- there's some companies that I support that I, you know, I play some contests in, but I mean, NFL is built for this and 2020 NFL. I mean, you could not pick a better time to, to really focus on DFS as opposed to season long. Yeah. I mean, for someone like me who gave, who's completely given up on season long, like I'll happily agree with you, but like, it does seem like this year more than ever, like all of the, yeah. all of the reasons that, I left season long are just accentuated, uh, this year. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that moves in right into the topic that we were going to discuss today, which, uh, admittedly was an article I was going to write for the site and just felt like it was a better delivery system through a conversation because, um, it just seems like we can get more out of it. But really what I want to discuss was like how to, why, why, you should play DFS against your friends this year instead of these season long leagues, because I mean, just what we're saying, like with uh, the late inactives or, and it's not like um, late COVID inactives are players that we don't consider at all. Like there could be some very big players who just test positive. Oh, I mean, there, there will be, I don't think it's a could be, I think that there absolutely will be. And you know, it's gonna be guys that you know, haven't been hurt all week and you're counting on them. And all of a sudden, you know, Sunday at nine thirty or nine fifteen, they're going to be out. Is the, I mean, we have to, you would think that the, we would know the road ones first, right? Like, they, are they testing? I don't, to be honest, they're, I don't know what the COVID protocols are. As far as I are. can tell, they're testing either the night before or that morning getting quick tests. And they're, they're gonna, there's going to be Sunday morning inactives that we had not known anything about up until Sunday morning. So they're going to have everybody, like, fly to games and then test them? Uh, I believe that you get tested either the morning of or the night before, yes. <sighs> Wonderful. 
wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, it's it, we're you're still gonna know about that at you know nine. Even if, I'm doing I'm doing Pacific time. Obviously, games start at ten. You know, at, at nine o'clock, if that happens in season long, I'm dead. Like if uh, you know if uh, Raheem Mostert tests positive, I don't have a backup running back. That's gonna uh, oh well. I'm kind of I'm kind of in trouble, or I'm going to put someone in that I don't want to put in. But in DFS, I just slide from Raheem Mostert to Chris Carson, and you know we're ready to go. So I mean, it's just uh, you know not to make a 49ers all about the 49ers and Seahawks, but it's just the time. It's a perfect setup for this. Now, when you say DFS against your friends, are you talking about like setting up a league that week, or are you talking about like a season moving your season long league and actually playing DFS every week and then doing rankings that way? Yeah. So uh, I did this. That's with- a cool idea. So I did this with some friends. Uh, I think this was going to be our third or fourth year. I mean, we had a season-long league every year. It's just, I mean, it's basically the classic like home league. And one year, uh, I convinced them to try it on DraftKings. And we set up a league, and there were, um, I think there were eight of us at the time because not everybody wanted to uh, come over. But I think it's up to 12 now. But basically, it's... Every week, the league we had was a 150 buy-in. So instead, we now do $10 a week into this league. The top three um, each week get paid. There's obviously like a tiered uh, payout structure each week. But that's all it. And then there's there are standings like throughout the season based on how you do points-wise, although really the only thing we end up caring about is whether you made money or lost money over the course of the season. But Is there a... Is there a is- is it with the points at the end of the year is like an overall winner for the season or no? There is, although I'll be honest, we just ignore it. We just keep playing. But like the <laughs> the benefit of it is just like, like you said, like uh, I think the reason I got into it is because a few years ago, I forget when it was, but like basically my first three picks, like first three round picks all got hurt in week one. And I just was not the kind of person who was like, all right, I'm just going to like grind the waiver wire. And like, I was toast and it's just like a bummer to have your whole season ruined, uh, on week one in week one and DFS. If all of your guys get hurt, they're just hurt for that week. And the next week you come back and you can play again. And so, um, from that perspective, it's a lot better. Um, and I know there are people who like love to do the research to find those like really deep guys for the waivers, and stash them for eight weeks and then hope, hope they make the playoffs so that they can uh, release those guys later on. Um, and if you really like that research process and th- like there's a ton of research you can do for DFS every week that can be just as effective. Oh, yeah. And so it's not like you're losing out on this uh, part of the of fantasy football that you enjoy. Um, it's just kind of redirected in a different way. And so what's nice is that every week, you know, you Sunday mornings, you pick your team and you go up against your friends and, uh, you know, you're able to play kind of in a casual way or as serious as you want, kind of however you take it, your season long league. I mean, everybody has their home leagues where like some guys are really into it and then some are get lucky every year. And then there are guys who just like the pay the fee every week, every season and just like the <laughs> camaraderie of playing, but they're awful. And so you, you can transfer all of that to over to DraftKings or FanDuel or Yahoo that allow these leagues to be set up. And you just win money from your friends like you used to. And I think the key you mentioned there is the camaraderie. Because a lot of people, you know, that's a lot of my, a couple of my football leagues, like that's what I'm there for. Like it's the way that I stay in touch with people. It's the way that I still talk to people where I probably, you know, without those leagues, you know, 10 years ago, you might've, you know, lost contact. But the fact that you can set up an actual league and you can play that way. I mean, I think there's actually more camaraderie. I think that the week to week, like if you're, if you're one in six, you know, you're, 
probably not really talking very smack and, you know, reaching out and texting your friends. But if every week and you're, you know, week eight, you win that league, suddenly, you know, you're, you're back into it and you're fully involved, you're fully engaged. And it's just a, uh, you know, it only takes a couple weeks to win to, to make some money back. So it's, uh, it's a fun setup. It's really good that they've set up, you can do leagues that way. And it's, uh, yeah, I think that uh, I think it's gonna. There's gonna be a lot of leagues that kind of morph over to that, and I think that 2020 might uh, might be the perfect spot for that. Yeah, and like for for those that pay that play against their friends for money, like you can uh, set up different payout structures. Like what's nice about um, the way that I mean, we do ours on DraftKings is just like every week it's the top three that get paid out. Um, depending on your entry fee, they they tier it for you, but you can also do winner take all each week. Like I know there's some leagues that. Um, you know, you all pay in at the beginning and then, uh, you know, first, second, third or first and second get paid at the end of the season. And there was also kind of like some small bonuses if you're the highest scoring that week. I mean, that those bonuses are basically what DraftKings is every week. Um, right. Uh, you know, whoever scores the most gets the, gets the majority of the money. And so um, it's just like a nice way to play. Obviously, the the league is set up differently in terms of it's a salary cap format. And so it's not a draft. Uh, FanDuel, I believe, just came out with Snake Draft um, DFS, which I have not tried yet. Draft used to do that. Um, and then, yep. uh, I mean, FanDuel bought Draft years ago, so that's probably just their product. So if you really want to do the draft version, um, I think you can do that. But uh, the the one kind of negative point that have, uh, some people tried to point out when we first set up this league was like, well, we're all going to have the same players because we all – you know, everybody's open. The player pool is open, and so it's just every whoever fits under the salary cap. And I, I can pro- tell you, I promise you, I promise you, won't have the same lineup. I, like we've been playing for, I think it's three full years. Like never once has like there been a duplicate lineup, let alone even like uh, two people with all but like one difference. Like the 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 rosters are big enough, and the player pool is certainly big enough. And because of the salary structure. You know, if you say like I'm going to play who Mike will Mike Evans this week, and somebody else is going to play Godwin, like your lineups are going to be different because generally just the salaries are different enough that uh, that creates differences, and so it's just um, it's just a different way to play. But like everything that you do to get ready for your season long leagues apply. Like if you're looking at at weekly rankings to figure out like which of your two two guys you should start, um, that just feeds into DFS of like all right. I looked at the rankings and this running back's better than this other one. And so I'll target him in DFS. And then you can just do that um, against your friends every week. I'm impressed. It only took you 20 minutes to figure out if it's a Godwin or Evans week. We already got that. (laughs) It's neither. Tom Brady's going to ruin them. I I look forward to it. It used to be fun to figure that out with Jameis. We're going to have to figure that out with uh, Tom Brady. But I'm curious how, how you play these leagues. But first, a note from our sponsor, there's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire, it's making good decisions, and even more so, making the right decisions. Listen up, folks, I have an incredible offer for you with Rotowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for Rotowire's fantasy podcasts. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all Rotowire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. 
WinBet, the exclusive partner for Rotowire's fantasy podcasts. So Andrew, you talk about uh, you know your league with your friends. You kind of moved over there now. So how do you how do you how do you strategize that? Like you're playing against eleven people, so you're not playing against you know eleven thousand people or you know eleven million people, whatever it may be. Um, do you play that sort of like a cash game more than a GPP? How are you like formulating your strategy if you're doing this this sort of setup? Yeah. So for for people who really have never played DFS, like generally, um, if you want to read. Uh, you know, player picks every week because that's the player picks are always like popular things. Like you want to focus on people that write about cash games because uh, generally that's what you're playing. Like you, if you are somewhat familiar with DFS and you see like the lineups that win the, the Millie maker and stuff like that, they include guys that are like 2% owned that you would never think of rostering. And they happen to go, you know, catch two long touchdowns. And like, that's, um, that's how they want a million dollars. Like those are not the guys you need to beat 10 of your friends or 11 of your friends. Like you pretty much want to focus on players with high floors. So the guys who are going to touch the ball a lot and you essentially want the consistently decently scoring guys. Like you don't need anybody to have huge game out of nowhere because the out of nowhere usually means that they're not doing well. And so if they're not doing well, like you're going to lose more often than not. And so there are a bunch of strategies that go into cash games, but generally, um, People kind of joke around, just like pay, play the best plays. And obviously that's like easier said than done. But this idea that you need to like find like a deep sleeper or someone that like totally off the radar, like you don't need that for beating your friends, especially like you, you don't even need that to beat other people who regularly play DFS. But like, like I said, like if you are in a regular home league, like generally not everybody is great. And so, so you don't need to like go way out of your way to like beat somebody who really isn't always into it. So you generally just want to reduce the risk of your lineup. Uh, That doesn't mean like take terrible players that sometimes are good, but like the, the, the more that you think of like this guy could have, you know, 180 yards and two touchdowns, but he probably won't. If you think probably won't, then you probably don't want him in this cash game. And so generally, uh, like I said, like research wise, and you hear these people talking about DFS and like, oh, I think he's really good in large field GPPs. Like that's not really someone you probably need. Uh, just focus on the, the, the cash games. And those are the double ups and head to heads and maybe some single entry tournaments. But you don't need to go wild to build these lineups. Yeah, and I think that's what's, that's actually fun about this podcast. You mentioned, you know, player pick articles and stuff. But I think, you know, listening to us is uh, the good thing here is that you are very cash game based and I am less so. So you're you're probably going to get uh, you get plays on both sides. So if you want to play if you want to play cash games, with your friends, you know, Andrew is really good at kind of building that uh, that base cash lineup. It had a really good success rate last year, cashing lineups. And, you know, I'm uh, I'm probably more that's going to give you that uh, that flyer wide receiver that I think is going to be lower owned or, you know, kind of um, some some pivot plays at running back, that sort of thing. So hopefully by doing this podcast, we'll give you a good idea of, you know, kind of the, the different uh, plays that week, both from a cash game and GPP perspective. And if you're playing with your friends, you know, you can do that lineup and there's no reason you can't obviously do a different lineup for your GPP. Um, do you enter your are you is your main cash? Lamp, is that the one you also play with your friends? Do you do you mix it up or do you just kind of throw the same lineup in, in, in each contest? Yeah, I, I, same one. Like if I'm uh, mostly because it, it almost sounds like I would have to dumb it down to play my friends. And like my thankfully, my friends are good enough where I don't have to quite do that. But and ho- hopefully your friends don't listen for that one. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> um, I think that I mean, my league alone, like I know that they all 
basically make their lineups Sunday morning. Some of them may think of them a little earlier in the week, but like I know one uh, jokingly around jokingly says he just does it in the bathroom every Sunday morning and he looks at it and that's it. And that's his lineup. And like, but that's fun for him. And that's fun for us because there's another lineup in and the more people that play the, the higher the, the pool, the prize pool is. But I mean, the, the, the one thing that I love about DFS is, or one of the things I love about it is all of the research that you're doing is for this week. And so you're not looking at schedules like, oh, what does this guy have over the next six weeks? Or yep. I really think he's going to do well uh, in the second half of the season because his schedule is a lot lighter or or just the opposite. I don't want this guy because he has a tough schedule. Like, bye weeks are coming up and now I don't have now I don't have a wide receiver. Like the everything you're doing is focusing on this week. And so you're able to uh, focus on the important things in these research that, I mean, we've talked, I mean, we just posted five podcasts of a lot of things that we do over the course of the week to, to get us ready for DFS, you know, looking at Vegas lines or, um, even like, uh, we have the, we have a tool on RotoWire where you can see what, where you think people are going to be drafted, how many, what number of teams are going to have certain players. And so, uh, using those tools, like, uh, generally can get you ready for DFS and you're using all of that time that you were like looking at who, um, the Bengals are playing in six weeks and whether you want to play Joe Mixon, it's like, no, 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 just look at Sunday and do you <laughs> yep. want to play Mixon this week? And what I like about that is you're not, you know, in season long, you're kind of like rooting for the guys. And if you have a backup, you're rooting for guys to get hurt or not play well. And you don't have to worry about that in DFS. Um, and what I would say, you know, with the research aspect of it is, um, you know, usage, usage, usage. You're looking for volume. You want running backs that are going to be touching the ball. You want uh, receivers that are getting targets. And obviously not only guys are getting targets, but guys are growing in targets. What I do uh, a lot of times with receivers is I like to look at targets per week. And then, you know, if someone's gone from two, four, four targets, and all of a sudden they're like eight and ten. And they, maybe maybe DraftKings and FanDuel and Yahoo haven't caught up with this price. And I really like guys who are kind of building into their roles, building into the targets. Those are guys that I think you can start to play in DFS that, uh, you know, in a regular league maybe. They're sitting on your bench. You're not getting to use them. And they're cheap at DFS, and it can get help you get Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley into our week. So there's just so many different ways to build that. But, uh, yeah, I think it's fun. The other, the other aspect is fun that, it, you know, in a regular league, you're like, you've got your 12 teams, and that's it. You kind of can't really expand. Like, if you have two friends or four friends or five friends, it can be an odd number, which is great. You can you can build your you know your local DFS league up to 17 or 21, and there's no you know you don't have to play head to head. You don't have to have an even number. You don't have to have a, a low enough number that you can roster good players. I think it's fun that you know you can slowly build it, and you know suddenly you can have 25 guys in your league, and the, the pot goes up, and it makes it a little tougher to win, but you know more money around, and you can you can kind of build it. Whereas your home league, it's kind of the same 12 guys, and you're kind of stuck there. Right, and the other benefit is because uh, these sites offer so many different contests. Like you can build your one lineup to play your friends and you can use that lineup in huge five dollar double ups and 10 25 like they go all the way up and you can play yeah, you that can use that you can use that lineup to win a gvp and win a bunch of money too <clears throat> uh if you're building a lineup to beat your friends that wins the gpp you built the lineup to beat your friends incorrectly i'll put it that I way i just i wanted to set you up to say that <laughs> um, beautiful. But, but yeah i mean it's it's a way to to get, kind of get yourself acclimated to dfs uh without kind of having to play a bunch of people who may be playing all the time. Um, you know, it's a, you can get your feet wet that way without, um, not that I would say go after a bunch of these pros right away, but I don't know. It's just a way to, to get into it. And, um, 
I think one of the other nice things about DFS, and you were just talking about like ways to pay up for Christian McCaffrey. Like if you love McCaffrey and you go into your season long league with the third pick, you're not going to get him. And DFS, yeah, I mean, you have a you have an 11, 11 at twelve, whatever that whatever that decimal is, chance of not getting Christian McCaffrey. I mean, even you, as much as you love him, even if you get pick two, you're not getting McCaffrey this year. And this is a chance for you to play him as many weeks as you want. To. Right, like you can exactly you can play him. It's funny. Um, I shared this in the RotoWire subscriber uh, Discord the other day, but DraftKings sent like a email of like who was your most played uh, player last year. And mine was McCaffrey, and I played him sixteen. Uh, I'm, stu- I'm stunned by that. It was I played him sixteen times. I'm a one lineup person, so like I played McCaffrey every single week. Uh, you as if him sixteen times last year. That's amazing. Yeah, sixteen. Um, I love that. Which I mean, somebody else posted theirs and was like forty-seven. I'm like, oh, but I like I play one lineup, and so I don't <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So every time I could have played him, I apparently did, and so. Um, but like that's obviously you don't have to. It was almost like a season log league, and I had one point one. But um, My, mine definitely would have been wrong. Buccaneers receivers most. Uh, that would have <laughs> been funny if they combined yeah. Evans and Godwin. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like it's just you get to play the guys that you like want to be able to play for or that you want, and so I mean that's kind of a the the pitch for salary cap games anyway even right. um something like an auction draft like you still have to pay up for them and only one person can have it but here the salary cap like we can we can all have McCaffrey if we want and then you just have to beat your friends with the other guys um yeah. which is doable yeah and doable but also not easy i mean if you pay up for McCaffrey you're going to have to sacrifice somewhere else which i think makes it fun i mean that's the challenge of piecing together that lineup is you know if you could play Christian McCaffrey with, uh, you know, all the, with Michael Thomas and Devonte Adams at the same time, it wouldn't be fun, but right. the way DraftKings and all these salary caps set up is that you just can't do that. I mean, there's just no way to do that unless you play, you know, four zeros or something like that. And that's not going to win either. So I think the, the fun and the challenge is the fact you can play everybody, but you got to figure out how to do it in the, in the correct way. Yeah. It's a fun puzzle every week. Uh, that's kind of the way I've always looked at it as a puzzle. And so, um, you have to know who you want to prioritize. Uh, the answer is always McCaffrey. And um, you just kind of have to build from there. But like, that's where um, you get the differentiation because there are certain guys where that, you know, prefer Michael Thomas and somebody else is like, no, I think it's a DeAndre Hopkins week. And so that already just starts to split it. And so um, I like can't emphasize enough that people who are worried that you're going to just all play the same lineup. It's like, you're not. <laughs> You're not. Yeah, like two weeks in, you'd realize you'll realize that that's a horrible argument. Right, right, and it even just comes. I mean, you can. You're obviously going to see the other lineups that are in your contest, and um, you know you're going to see pretty early on like who has figured out the puzzle and who hasn't. Yeah, it's funny because my argument against it, when I do like about season long, still would be the fact that if you love a player in the sixth round and you draft him, you get that player all year long. And whereas, you know, if that happens, everybody gets to play him, you know, weeks two through 16, if they want to, that's my, that's my one aspect. I still do love about season long. It's a very, it's a very small nitpick, but that would be my argument would definitely not be the, the, everybody's to play the same guy. Mine would be that if you find that gem, you get to keep him in season long, whereas DFS, so, you know, everybody gets to keep him. That's fair. Yeah. That would be my, that'd be my one argument. I think the, I think the, the everybody had the high percentage players is kind of a stupid one that it would never actually happen. <laughs> Uh, I want to talk about a few more deeper strategy things with with this, but first a note from our sponsor. Are you tired of the same old fantasy football leagues that get canceled after a year or so? If so, Dynasty Owner has your back. Go to DynastyOwner.com because new leagues for the 2021 season are forming now. Dynasty Owner unites the fun and excitement of fantasy football with the skill and strategy of the front office by incorporating a salary cap 
and real NFL player salaries for diehard fantasy football fans that want the real GM experience. Dynasty Owner adds a whole new level of strategy. Are you worried you won't be able to find anyone to play in your league with? Don't worry. Dynasty Owner can help you fill your league with fantasy football enthusiasts like yourself. You won't have to worry about finding enough players. You just choose to start a league, join an existing one, or purchase a team from a previous owner. If you're serious about joining the big leagues, go to dynastyowner.com slash rotowire and start your dynasty today. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. So, Andrew, another cool aspect of uh, DFS, both in, in general and if you're you know playing with your friends in the league, is the fact that you can do late swap. So, um, you know what? Tell me what is late swap. Obviously, you know it's it's uh, you know after the ten o'clock deadline. I'm gonna use Pacific time again before the one o'clock games start. With the COVID stuff, we're gonna get some one o'clock inactives. Um, with late swap, you can you can get guys out of there. If uh, you know, like I said, someone like Raheem Mostert playing the West Coast. If he suddenly is inactive for a game, you could do that. Whereas in a season-long league, you're stuck with who's on your bench. But like I said before, in this kind of situation, games have already started. You know what you're doing. You, you kind of know how you're doing already. You can swap to a, you know, a lower percentage player if you want to be tricky. You can get an injured player out. But tell me how you use late swap, both in uh, you know this uh, format but also regularly. Yeah, so the I think the, the way that most people think about late swap is the injury situation of I have somebody, and obviously that's going to be different this year with these COVID potential COVID inactives. But yeah. um, I think generally people, uh, if they have a player in the later game, meaning the late afternoon, or um, I guess I should add that, that DraftKings and FanDuel don't include the Sunday night game in their leagues. I think they actually probably offer an oppor- uh, a possibility to do that. But if you're somebody, and they definitely offer Thursday through Monday. So if you want to go full four days right. each week with your league, you can do that. But um, so the idea with late swap is, um, and it's the, it, it's this mimic season long. Like if you have somebody in a season long game with the four, 4 PM Eastern games and they are announced inactive, like you can bring somebody else in. So that's the base, like the basic way to use late swap is my but guys. The keys you can bring keys. You can bring anybody from any of the games. Exactly. Any, is, any, of the, any of the, any of the one o'clock get late games, later games. Right. Um, but the other way to use late swap, which is really the the w- way to take advantage of that, 
is depending if you're ahead or behind, um, whether you should pivot off of a player that you have. So the, the reason uh, I thought we needed to talk about this was specifically because uh, of a situation that happened in my own, my home DFS league last right. year um, where uh, me and another guy were basically battling for first. And we, um, I was slightly ahead and we both had one player left in whatever the game was. And was it set that you knew you could figure out strategy salary wise, probably who so, he had. So salary wise, it was clear. We both had the same player. Okay. And what I was surprised to see at once the game started is that he didn't switch because if I'm ahead and we have the same player, there's a 0% chance that he can get in front of me. Right. And obviously you're ahead, so you're not going to be the one that's going to switch. Right. Although there's some game theory there that had I known yeah, my friend would switch, then I would switch, but I, I didn't. Yeah, uh, that's because the, I, know, I know that you know that I know that you know kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah. The benefit of playing with your friends is that you know your friends are lazy, or some of them yeah. are lazy, and don't switch. And he told me that. He was like, no, I don't, I don't even think about switching. And it was like, great. Well, then I know that if we ever have the same guy, like I don't have to switch so I can just, right. but if I'm behind, then I know I should switch because I know he's not going to, but, but it's as simple as that. Like, um, I, I want to say it was early in the season. Uh, it probably wasn't Todd Gurley, but I feel like it was, it was some West coast game and it was a running back and we both had him. And it's like, but if I, if I'm behind and I know that the guy in front of me you know, the salary matches up that I, he has Todd Gurley, then I, I cannot expect to win if right. I keep my, that, if I keep Gurley in my lineup. And so the way that you use late swap is, uh, who else is there that I can play? And so there's also a little more that goes into it, depending on how you actually pay out every week. Like, right. If, yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to swap from Todd Gurley to, you know, Darrell Henderson. If you can go drop from second to fourth and lose money too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So there's, there is obviously strategy in there, but if you, if you want to play in first, like if you're in, in fourth and the top three pay finishing yeah. fourth and finishing eighth does like is no different. Yeah. Um, you, you're getting zero both ways. So the idea is that you, maybe you do want to switch out from Gurley to somebody who's a little more of a home run threat. Um, home run in the terms of long touchdown, but that was a, I guess a poor for a football podcast. You could, you can just call him player Abraham Mostert. That's fine. Most, uh, right. <laughs> so if I'm going to switch from Gurley to Mostert, then I should do that <laughs> because I need to catch up. And so like, really <laughs> that's the way that you take advantage of, of, and late swap feels a little weird for people who um, play season long anyway, because uh, you don't necessarily have, like you, you don't have that. Like if you are in a season long league and you're like, Oh, I have girly late. Like I'm the only one with girly, then right. you obviously don't need to switch. But if we both have girly uh, and I'm behind and that's all we have, then I have to switch because this is the only way I can win. And in a season long, you've got girly and your, your choices on a season long are probably to get girly out. If it gets harder and active, are just probably weak. Whereas in a DFS, you get, Everybody who's playing, and it's funny talking about most. It reminds me of the uh, reminds me of the old uh, the Tevin Coleman three touchdown game <sighs> from last season that both both just stuck us. You mentioned fun puzzle earlier. I was going to remind you of that. Uh, you know, you, can you call it fun? I'm going to remind you of Tevin Coleman scoring three uh, times. That was the. Is that a playoff <laughs> game? No, it was against Carolina early, like mid season. I that think was he mid season. Yeah, Mostert had three in the uh, in the Packers playoff game, but it was Coleman out of nowhere had three and had a huge game. I think it was against Carolina. They were wearing the all white jerseys. I do remember that. And we, I think we I think we loved Mostert that week because they were going to kill Carolina on the ground, and they did kill Carolina they on the ground. Them, yeah, 
it was just the wrong damn guy. I think now that I'm thinking of it, I think I is it possible that I played Coleman the week that Mostert had three? Uh, I think that's. Is that when we were like, actually, we finally figured that actually out. Actually, did happen. I think yes. Right. We were like, oh, it's okay. It's Coleman. At least we know it's. We're Coleman. like, they're gonna they're gonna run the ball so much. They're gonna have a lead. They're just gonna use Coleman to grind out the end. Instead, yeah. Mostert just ran for 35 yards of carry. Right. Right. That was beautiful. Um, so with the, with the late swap, is it something in your in your regular cash games? Like just uh, talk about your regular, like you're playing your double ups, all that kind of stuff. You play, uh, you know, you play a lot of those. And that's mainly what you do in DFS. Are you using that a lot in your cash games, or is this more of a strategy for a GPP or like a league where you know it's you know one v one, or you know someone had or two v two? Is it something you do in your regular cash games a lot too? Or are you usually kind of figuring that you pick the best lineup, you're going to stick with that? No, I definitely do it for every cash game, which gets really tedious. Um... If you post like a bunch of head-to-heads, like I generally play more head-to-head than than double ups, even. And oh, so, yeah, that's right. I, I, um, I always say double up. I mean, head-to-head. yeah, I know what you. Mean. So, I mean, if I, I do this to win, and so like in order to win, you this is like the work that you have to do at, uh, you know, three thirty-ish Eastern on Sundays is that you have to check your head-to-heads and be like, is this one close? How much salary is left on each side? How many players do I have? Do I have enough players where I think I can make up for uh, the you know. If, if it's a three v one at the end and the we both have that one, like do, are the two that I have over the other, over the zero enough to make up for the ground that I have to make up? And so like there, there is a lot that goes in the late swap that you have to consider. And so um, generally, unfortunately, you have to go into each contest and say like, all right, how, how far behind am I, uh, and am I able to uh, make that up? And so we have a tool on RotoWire where you can actually upload like if you're in a, a a double up and it'll tell you like how many people ahead of you have x number of players left and what positions they have and that's probably a lot more involved than people who are playing against their friends are going to do but it at least gives you an idea of like do i think that this is does it seem like everybody left has like one expensive running back left and you're like oh i have that running back and so now i'm gonna have to to pivot from there but if you're in you know a league with eight to to 12 of your friends, uh, you should at least be able to go through each team and just say like, okay, this he's done. She's done. She only has one player left. He has two left. And then you can kind of go from there. But, um, I mean, I, I appreciate there are people who like playing season long fantasy football and not having to worry about late swap or, you know, they'll only do it for an injury situation, but this is just more of that puzzle that uh, I think just makes the game a little more interesting. Yeah, and the thing with people here at Late Swap, and they think it's a lot of work, and I, I will agree with them with baseball and basketball, it really is, because you have baseball, you know, start, there's games that start every hour. Football's really easy. There's only, there's the there's the for, the morning games and the late games. There's only like one time you really need to check. You know, for for you, it's 3.30, for me, it's 12.30. There's only like one spot you have to check for Late Swap. So it's, it is it, a little bit of work, and it takes it takes some some effort there, but it's only once. It's not like, you know, basketball, you got to check every hour because you get Central and Mountain and West Coast games that start, and, you know, sometimes games start at, you know, 7.30 rather than seven it's a lot of work in those sports but football it's really easy i mean it's one time it's a little bit of work but it's only once it's not that hard i I will also say that there at least for my home league the number of times i actually had to late swap is minimal like it's not like you're doing this every week where you're like oh man i need to find a new running back because well like the i it there will definitely be times where you're three quarters away through the first slate of games and you're like i am dead like there's nothing i can do and you can pivot if you want but like you're just like, I, there's no way I can make this up or you're so far ahead that it really doesn't matter. Uh, and so, 
like we describe it, it sounds like it's a lot of work, but like you're really just like checking the standings and it's like, all right, yeah. if I'm 60 points ahead, I don't have to worry about this. Like whoever they have probably is not going to catch me. Yeah. I mean, and you're obviously checking every time for inactives and stuff. But you're probably doing that anyway for your season long league. I mean, if you have a, there's a bunch of afternoon games and you've got, you know, players, you're still probably checking that anyway. So this is just another step in that. And you're right. There's a lot of time. There's a lot of weeks where I don't even touch it. I don't even do it. And, you know, or I have a lot of guys in the afternoon. I'm not worried about it. And I, I still like the, the guys that I pick. But, uh, you know, you do get those situations where it's, you know, you each have one guy left or you have two guys left. It just makes a lot of sense to be a little strategic about it. Yeah. The one complaint that I've heard is like, oh, I don't want to have to like check this all throughout the day. And I'm like, well, do you like leave the game cast thing open or whatever, whatever, whatever they call it? No, I don't. And uh, but like I have friends that are like, yeah, of course, because I want to like track scores. I'm right. like, it's it's just a different game cast or whatever. Yeah. What do your fraternity brother Steve, Katie from work, and your grandma all have in common? They're all waiting for that invite to your fantasy football league. There's no better way to hang out, no easier way to smack talk, and no more customizable platform to host your fantasy leagues on this year than Sleeper. Whether you have a redraft league or a dynasty league that's been around for ten years, Sleeper has everything you need in one app. Incredible commissioner tools and customizations, built-in messaging, support for snake drafts, auction drafts, and best ball leagues, blazing fast news, stats, and scores, all in a beautifully designed mobile app and website that make every other app feel like a horse and buggy. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy sports platform for a reason, and all the cool commissioners are switching to Sleeper and not looking back. Don't just take my word for it. Download Sleeper on iOS or Android and see for yourself. You have nothing to lose. It's free. So uh, quick, I want to talk real quick about game selection. I know that we did uh, one of the the preview podcasts. We talked about this a bunch, but um, are you, so you're, you're coming to this year. Are you, I know you're mostly a cash game player. Like what, what percentage do you play GP? Are you trying to shoot for a little bit of a, a big score week by week? Or are you just strictly cash game? And you don't even look at the GPPs. Uh, I look, uh, it's funny. I was, when do you talk, I mean, you met, you have your one cash land. Do you toss it into a couple GPPs just in case it hits big? Uh, I will throw it into like one like lower entry single entry one but like I I don't expect to to win $200,000 with my cash lineup in a GPP. Like the right. I listening back to the podcasts that we posted um earlier this summer that we did last year and I'm like, yeah, I'd like to play more GPP and like looking back at my results and it just like I didn't do it. Like I um I just the I'm just better at building cash lineups than I am GPP lineups. And um, I like agonize over my cash lineup all Sunday morning in order to get it ready for kickoff. And the amount of time that I would need to like build GPP lineups, um, I just didn't do. And I, I'm going to say it again this year that I'd like to play more GPP. But I've heard like multiple people in the DFS football industry just be like, if you're good at something, that's what you should do. I think there's a, a lot to be said for that. And like somebody finally, I f- apologize because I forget who said it, who I listened to a bunch of stuff recently, but like, like if you're really good at cash games, then just play cash games. And if you're really good at GPPs, play those. But like, there are very few people who are really good at both. Uh, and look, based on my results, 
I am not one of those people who's very good at both. And so like, I just, but, but you are very good at cash games. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, it's funny cause we'll, you'll show me your lineup. I'm like, Oh, it looks really good. And then we're looking at the afternoon games and you shoot me your screen screenshot and all your teams are cashing. Like there's a lot of weeks like that where I'm just like, wow, he's really good at cash games. I think that there's a lot to be said for sticking what you're really good at. And there's a lot of people that aren't really good at either is I think the, the key to this thing. And you found something you're, you're really good at. But I do think that if you, um, you know, in general, if you just want to have some fun with DFS too, and you want to throw your 25 bucks in and try and hit something big, I don't think there's a problem with that either. I mean, a lot of people are like, Oh, I can't believe you're playing in that big concert, those sharks. And like, at some point, this is fun too. Like you're obviously playing with you want you want to play with money that you can afford to lose, and maybe you maybe you get some back. But I think that you know playing for some fun is is, is not the worst thing in the world either. Yeah, I, one of the it's funny you bring that up. So there were there are plenty of people who, and I'm absolutely one of them, who complain about payout structures in DFS and like how top heavy they are, they and are, how yeah. I'm like it's just not sustainable for most people. And I say that as somebody who mostly plays cash games, and part of it is because of these payout structures. That being said, um, you were saying, like, if you take your $25, like, whatever, like, the the top prizes for some of these GPPs, which are exceptionally hard to win, like, don't yes. let that, like, be forgotten. But, like, looking at the top prizes, if you want to spend, you were like, if you want to spend $25, like, they're... I'm looking at the DraftKings lobby right now. There is a um, a GPP with a three dollar entry where the top prize is fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> yeah, and it's a twenty go. entry max. So like the most the most number of entries you can have is twenty to, is twenty. So it's not like these bigger ones where people are putting in like a hundred thousand. Like the the gamut of entry fees is vast, as yes. are the top prizes, and so. Um, like there is a what is this one? Uh two hundred and fifty thousand dollar GPP, one dollar to enter top prize ten grand. And it's like yeah. if you want to build a, an exceptionally dumb lineup with plenty of upside to possibly win that, like it's a dollar. And yeah, for some And you want to like, sit down the afternoon and, and spend your three hours watching games and rooting for those players, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And there's I mean like this should this should be this should be really, really fun and a fun thing for you to do on the weekend, something you enjoy doing because you're gonna come back and play more and you're gonna get better at it. The more fun you're having something, you're gonna work more at it. You know, you don't wanna you don't wanna do something that's not fun. So this should be a good time and it is, and I love I love DFS for football. I mean, it's made me really enjoy Sundays more. And it's just, you know, you want to make some money, but you want to have some fun with it at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm going to keep uh, belaboring this point, though. Like the oh, the uh, quarter jukebox, which is a quarter to enter, 25 cents, is a $4,000 top prize. Like, is this where I humble? Is this why I humble brag and say I'm not allowed in those contests on, on oh, FanDuel? Look at you. Oh, on FanDuel. <laughs> I was on DraftKings. So look at you. Um, but yeah, it's just Draft, like Jackson, I haven't won enough, but FanDuel, I'm not allowed to three dollars and under. Oh, you're I wish I was in your boat there. Um, although then I'd have to play my I had, FanDuel. I had, throw, I had to throw it out once. <laughs> um, I will. Oh, what was I going to? Oh, I will say that you were very generous in talking about how I would send you cash game screenshots. But you didn't include that. I you also consistently call me the boy who cries wolf because I <laughs> always tell you I'm pretty sure I'm getting smashed. And then by yep. the end of Sunday, it turns out I'm not. I, I left that part out. See how nice I am? I'm I'm really bad. So uh, I don't check scores. Like I started this last year and I think you were the reason. I, I think start. it's my fault. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like it's I. Very, it's very liberating though. I check. I constantly check real life scores and fantasy scores, but I don't check where I am in my contests. And um, 
I'm actually somebody, as weird as it sounds, like I don't enjoy the sweat of DFS, like the, the live sweat. Um, like the lineup building is what I enjoy about this. And so like constantly being like, oh no, this guy, now I'm, uh, now I'm not winning. And then, then something, something happens and I'm winning. And like the, that up and down is just like not enjoyable to me. And so you, you were like, you and, you, and, you and me both. I do not. I, there's a lot of aspects of it. And we talked about having fun. And I think that's important to figure out what part of it you like. I like building lineups. I like watching games and rooting for players. Like when my player scores a touchdown, that's so fun to me. But, you know, checking the lineup, checking at 10, 15 in the morning after, you know, there've been eight plays and I realize I'm losing. That's just not fun. It's, it's really not. Or even just like after the first half and you're just yeah. like, oh, I'm, I'm dead. And on that note, on that note, reading Twitter in the first quarter of the first games is painful too. It is. It is. And so what's bad. funny is that when I initially, so instead of knowing I'm dead or thinking I'm dead or I'm, I do think I'm dead. And that's when I text you and I'm like, I'm dead. Yep. And then by the end of the day, I, thankfully, knock on wood, I wasn't dead. Um, yeah, you're like in the 86% time. <laughs> you're never even like remotely near dead. Well, it's more because I, I, it's very clear that I way overestimate the fantasy points of players I don't have who like I see score touchdowns. And like, of so course. somebody scores a touchdown and it's like somebody I was considering for my cash lineup. And I'm like, oh, I can't believe that didn't happen. And like, he's going to finish with 35 and whoever I have is going to have like 18 and at the end of the game, it's like my guy has 23 and the other guy has 21. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I guess it was okay. Um, I've, uh, I've, I've missed those Sunday texts. I look forward to it. You've got to keep them coming. <laughs> but yeah, you, um, I mean, your big win on FanDuel, didn't you say you didn't know until like it, it was all over? And there was a, that was when Sunday night happened, was a part of it too. And I had, I had Lamar Mill in the Sunday night game and I won't go into too many details, but there, there was a late touchdown that literally that made my, uh, made how much I won go up like 20 times That's crazy. and it would not have been fun to watch that game knowing that if he didn't score a touchdown, how much I could win or could win. it just, it was so fun to watch and root for it. I always knew I was doing really, really well. Cause I, I watched the games that day and I knew all my players did really well and I knew percentages and I knew who had who and all that kind of stuff. But like knowing exact amounts based on if he gets if Lamar Miller gets you know one point three more points here, just not fun for me. Some people it is, but if that it, it, I would have been it would have lessened my enjoyment of that a lot. Knowing that you know in the fourth quarter I need him to score a touchdown to win a bunch of money, I just wouldn't have had fun. I wouldn't have enjoyed it. Where it was uh, the way I watched it was just rooting for Lamar Miller and fun. So I it's just a personal preference, but it's just the way that I I love watching football. I love rooting for my players. I don't need to like know that you know if he gets 30 more yards or i win x amount of money that's just not fine for me i'm fine i'm fine just looking afterwards and, and seeing how it all worked out and i actually think there's nothing worse uh i was gonna say it's worse when you like check and you're like dead and you, you just know it. but it's actually so much worse when you look and you're doing really really well it's like early but it's like really really well and you're like this you're suddenly you're excited the whole time and you, and you look later and you're like oh, i'm already gosh. spending the money and then exactly. it's like oh yeah. My my uh, three hundred and forty six thousand dollars in winnings is actually just a loss today. <laughs> and then you're also watching, and you realize that that pick six by a defense just uh, moved you from second to twelfth, and you're like, it's just brutal. Right, right, and it's just like I I don't know. I I actually find that that more frustrating than like just checking and seeing that you were already losing. And that concludes this week's episode of the Roadwire Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by WinBet. We'll be back next week with some more great DFS strategies. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. 
So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.